with a cane pole in his hand. Pocket full of trim sitting down by the street. The leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There we go. Got a bunch of weird sound in here. Red wire to black wire. Sounds like a, a an echo chamber. It could be the it could be all of the uh you know chemicals that have been sprayed in here to <laughs> kill all the roaches and coronas and termites. It's a mad 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 world. Welcome, it's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. My name is TJ Graney, that's Cody Ryan. Good morning. Beefsteak is again on the Luxury Channel. Yes. He's, he, he's in the... You know what happened? Double King. So we got a picture, welcome, it is just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch that we call home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here. It is the Bunkhouse, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone Radio Network and uh, Road Rash. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early. Sets up the uh, he opens the gate, sets up the props, open yes. the door, and puts uh, always has to tighten that screw in the screen door. It's, Run, runs out the feral cats. Yes, and then or coons, raccoons, and uh, gets the old pot belly stove fired up and puts foil on the wire coat hanger that is stapled so and duct taped i have you said beefsteak is out because so you have a you have, have you theory. still have that vision in your head of the picture he I, sent us? I have a theory beefsteak claims to be out doing family christmas with papa papa santa another, or papa elf or papa yeah he's doing grand christmas with the grandchildren or whatever i i don't believe it I don't believe it at all, and I hope he's listening. But I know where he's listening, if he is. This week, he sends us a picture. He got his hot tub up and running on his back porch. It's 37 degrees outside, and he sends us a picture at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Sun, you know, just come up, and his feet sticking out of the hot tub. That's yeah, the picture we get. bubbles all around. At eight o'clock we're, in the we're morning, we're assuming that's warm water bubbles or air or, or, or mechanical it's aeration. It's like a Tuesday, <laughs> a Wednesday, and he's got his feet hanging out of the hot tub. It's like, dude, do you have a job? But that I, was before I'm making work. A, I'm making a before prediction. Before nine o'clock, <laughs> I'm making a prediction. He's in his hot tub right now. That's why he's not here. He's sitting in his hot tub. You know the scary thing about his hot tub. So here's the deal. Beef used to go, and who has hot tubs anyway? That's like so. He got it free online. Nineteen eighty-seven. He got it free. Yeah, but uh, so uh, I mean, he gets everything on that. He bought something the other day. That like this, he got this thing free on the neighborhood app. It was like two thousand dollars. He ordered a seventeen dollar part, popped it in there. Oh, it's some kind of uh, outdoor propane flaming heater or something $17 part I mean the dude's brilliant the dude is brilliant but here's the deal 
He used to go to Wimberley to a little cabin in the middle of nowhere that had a hot tub. And he called it the cozy cabin. He'd sneak away with Mrs. Beef and they'd go out there and hang out. And and so now he's got this this beautiful deck he had built. You know, he'd saved up all his money for this deck and they put the jacuzzi on there. But it's kind of lifted up. Yeah. You know. And uh, and there's a park behind his house with trails, <laughs> and there's neighbors you can see right. And I'm wondering, what are you using to the 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 neighborhood pool is next door. Yeah, and I'm thinking, how many people can see right onto your deck and onto your hot tub? He doesn't care. Well, he does. He's. I guess he's got some beach my boy <laughs> beach boy shorts or something that you hope. <laughs> my but dri- I highly my, doubt it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I highly doubt it. So yeah, I'll uh, I I can just envision, and I don't want to. It's a terrible. I've lost sleep for several nights. <laughs> You're thinking about it way too hard, dude. Well, I wish you would have never sent the picture. Uh, so yes. I send pictures of like dead deer and fish I catch. Right, and he well, hey. Not that's why he's beef sitting in the hot tub. I uh, I it was weird yesterday when I was coming back from the farm. My stomach doesn't feel good. So I had a, I had some stuff on Craigslist posted, and um, and f- the first like hour you get all these calls and all these texts from these bogus, um, I mean just expected on Craigslist. You'll get like ten. Oh, if you just send me, I'll I'll give you the access code, and you send me the code, and then I'll know that you're not a scammer, and when really they're the scammers and all that stuff. So I get a call yesterday. I'm driving back from the farm, and the guy goes, hey, man, you got any Coke? I said, <laughs> what? He goes, dude, I saw your, your ad on Craigslist. You got any Coke? I said, dude, I don't know who you are. You got the wrong number. Click. I hung up. And then a few seconds later, I got a text, and it was a picture of my ad on Craigslist with this, with the photo in the middle of it, and it had all these drugs, and it says, get weed, coke, pills, whatever, and it's got this picture of all this weed and pills, and, and I said, uh, what in the world is this? I've never seen this scam before. And then I, so I stop and I get on my phone and I look at my Craigslist and my posting and, you know, I go through my account yeah. to make sure it's all right and all there. And it's, you know, it's got, it doesn't, it's, it's not drugs. And I just thought now I, that is one I'd never seen. And I, I, the guy, why would they do that? I got, look on my phone. I, I can show you the, the text and the picture and everything. It's. It's right there. I, but well, think it's undercover. Cop calling you. Well, I wish it was. I wish I knew, like I knew that. I was. You know what I was thinking though. You can Google the number. Called you. I probably could. I'd probably just call him back and say, "Hey, dude, I got it now." Uh, <laughs> Show so, up with us. No, what I want to do is I want to look up the phone <laughs> number for like uh, like a detective's phone number at APD. Hey, dude, I got 120 ounces. And I just want to text him. I just want to text Red cans. Text this guy and say, hey, don't use that number. Call me on this number. And <laughs> give him the phone number to some guy at APD. <laughs> anyway, it was strange. Frank? Yeah. And then. Why are you then, calling me? And wrote, I was uh, just trying to buy some Coke. Oh. All right, Frank. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in the desk next to him. Yeah. Oh. Why did that guy give me your cell phone number? I yeah, don't know. That's funny. So uh, the other thing is, in in uh, Road Rash, you'll appreciate this. My uh, my family laughs at me and makes fun of me, but there's a method to my madness. Shocking. Uh, I'm at, so I'm at, I'm, go, I'm leaving to go out to his farm yesterday. And so I tried to go early so I could stop in Bastrop. They got a little cafe called Maxine's there. It's right on Main Street. And they got these killer breakfast in there. You know, they got the eggs right. They got grits right. I mean, they got a biscuit that's to die for. I mean, they got a biscuit, brother. I mean, they got the biscuit. 
And uh, so I always try and go early so I can stop there, eat breakfast, and then just go along my merry way. By the time he gets there, it's lunchtime. He gets lunch. I, it works, he works out that a way. little bit. It sees works the granddaughter. Bada boom, bada bang. Puts hey, on a stool belt, takes it off. <laughs> I was there. I now participated you were, as requested. It was, was great. It would have taken me three days to do what y'all helped me do man it was good it was good wish i could have helped you more over the last year but now that you're about done um so but the uh so i'm sitting in there and i always i always have this thing about looking around at who's in a restaurant and wondering who 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 do i know who do i need to know what is god putting somebody in my life right here is there somebody i should talk to and this guy comes in he sits down at the table across from me (laughs) and i start laughing because my family always looks at me and goes okay well just start talking to him whenever you want you know we're just going to drink our coffee and look at our phones because you're going to have a conversation with the stranger in the restaurant and uh, but anyway i start talking to this guy <laughs> and uh come to find out he's an engineer at a uh, a, a baylor white was it baylor white scott and white scott and white that's what you said yesterday, but uh, what that doesn't mean anything. So a, a medical research facility out in Bastrop, it's over 300 acres, and they do monkey research there. They have retired chimps that are over 100 pounds that will rip your arm off if you look at them sideways. They tried taking these chimps because they don't use chimps anymore for – this is all what he told me and what I looked up yesterday – they don't use chimps anymore for science. Did he have on? So they sent a whole bunch of them to Louisiana, but they died. Was he like twenty-three? So they kept the rest of them here. Fatigues on that he had bought it that were like way oversized in army boots. I'm just no placing. You're profiling. I am totally profiling. The no, kids like this twenty-three. Guy was like like I, yeah, I've been yeah, doing this wire, for like fifteen wire glasses years. and khakis, and he goes. You're 23, well, bro. sir, the chimpanzees are not the Did he have a white preferred method with a of bunch an, of pencils. inoculation. But no, no, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. So, okay. all right. So, so I find out all about this, and they're and they're doing a, a Ebola vaccination test on monkeys. They're doing all this stuff out there. I thought they don't do, but they have these bugs, use and they're called anymore. the kissing bugs. And they're from like South America. There's stink bugs here. And if they get, if they bite you, there's no it. Your heart starts to deteriorate. Your lungs start. So they're trying to find a cure for that, but they have to have those bugs here to be able to get them to do that. And so I'm starting to think there's all these weird bugs and viruses and sick monkeys living in Bastrop now. You're mad now, aren't you? Because you don't no, want I me just, to say that. And I, I just and all I told you was, I said, if you see a monkey, you better shoot it. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't. I don't know that I. It's been this place has been there for fifty years, according to the twenty-three-year-old and oversized camo. Fatigues. Our facility has been here, dude. I've totally been working here for fifteen years. Okay, dude, you're twenty-three. I yeah. grew up working there. And he's got like a weird shake to one side of him. And, <laughs> and he's scratching himself. <laughs> uh, with the way society's pounding on our rights own... Man, you, uh, an armed citizen today, you've got to hear what's going on in the Texas House. In our uh, legislature, and in McBride's Guns is one of the places that will stand for us and stands for us and has since the beginning... Austin family owned and operated local first full service firearm dealer. Somebody told me the other day they'll uh, thread a barrel for you. Um, whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, used firearm, McBride's Guns is the place to go. They're the place where we go to get all our firearms. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. 472-3532, 512-472-3532, or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Here's the entire history of the monkey facility uh by md anderson yeah see oh well that's good though all right coming up next we'll talk a little fishing maybe some more monkey talk
I give you the history behind the monkeys in Bastrop, Texas. You get it only one place. <laughs> it is the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the number one outdoor show on radio right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available live here on Sundays or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, this is it. At the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, time's running out to get our lowest prices of the year during the final hours of the Employee Pricing Plus. At the big finish event, it's way bigger than anything else in Austin and with our lowest prices of the year on everything. Like over 13000 off MSRP on a 2020 Ram 1500 Longhorn. We're number one. We're the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas, and we plan to keep it that way with record-breaking sales and savings. So our biggest event means seriously massive discounts for you. That's it. Very last hours of our biggest savings event ever. Come save thousands at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin or online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Texas MD Anderson Monkey Facility quotes uh, here approximate number of chimpanzees, 131. I don't like the approximate part of that number. They ought to have, you ought to know exactly how many chimpanzees are in your facility at all times. They're not going to give all the details. They they do have, though. It's all over the internet. In 1975, the University of Texas. They have one day where it's open to the public for a visit. I think you ought to make a an appointment to go over there and tour the facility. What is this bug on my neck? <laughs> Originally known as a veterinary science division, the center was renamed in 2004 as a memor- as a memorial to the center's first director, Michael E. Keeling, and to better reflect the expanding research and educational rules of the cent- roles of the center. In 2000, uh, the Primate Foundation of Arizona became part of the Indy Anderson Cancer Center's Chimpanzee Biomedical Research Resource. Anyway. So they sent a bunch of those chimpanzees from Bastrop to Louisiana. Ooh. And a bunch of them died. In 2008, an 18-year-old research chimpanzee named Tony was shot and killed after he escaped from an enclosure at the KCCMR, a team that spe- uh, specializes in safe animal catcher tried catch capture tried to catch Tony for 45 minutes after he escaped and used at least one tranquilizer dart before he was shot by a police officer. That's wild. That's riot worthy. Dude, shot you by just, a police I'm- officer. Lonely chimpanzee. You know he wasn't armed. No. And he is... He was forearmed. <laughs> he had a bunch of arms. <laughs> and a tail. Oh, anyway. The problem he Ooh, had was that he had a thumb. Previously, a 17-year-old chimpanzee named Jake escaped from his enclosure after several hours of searching was found, sedated, and returned safety. He was found sedated already? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, He'd answer to Craigslist, Dad. <laughs> Man, they—it's t- funny what they teach them. You know what? The, what? What they're doing with the chimps now? They're—they're they're, one of the things they do with them is acupuncture. So the chimps go up and stick their arm out, and they do acupuncture on them. But the chimps think it's—it's it's, uh, relaxing, and that it's a reward. So they run up and they stick their arm out to get the needles inserted in their arms. How do you how do you ever how do you get to the point where you can get a chimpanzee to stick his arm through a cage to get needles stuck in it? How do you get to that point? Man, don't take that first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're hooked. 
That's right. That's the whole point, One, right? One's too many, a thousand's never enough. Hey, um, so when you're fishing Lake Bastrop or you're camping out there, I'm not fishing there anymore. You just got to be listening and looking in the trees. Remember like, what last oh time Lord. was that? Was that Bastrop or was it Fayette where we were fishing and you had the two bobcats in the tree? Yeah, that was Fayette uh, County was Reservoir Fayette. not yeah. long ago. And two that was awesome. Two baby bobcats were up in the top of this tree just two wrestling. baby bobcats sitting in a tree. Oh my gosh. You definitely have a two year old granddaughter. <laughs> uh so well, they got monkeys loose in South Texas. They got out of the enclosure there. Whatever. So I thought it was an interesting article Bassmaster put out, speaking of fishing, getting into the fishing segment. Sorry, we got uh, distracted. Well, I was highly intrigued, Chimpanzees actually. running wild, diseased chimpanzees running wild in Bastrop. Yeah. It need, it's newsworthy. But they're really not. <laughs> but, I mean, they, I guess a couple have gotten out. Uh <laughs> You met a guy in a coffee shop, and this went way <laughs> yeah, off this, the track. This is all all on. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, folks. This is the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. There we is, do talk about hunting and fishing. There the is whole no thing reality. I tell everybody, though, I say, you listen to this show, and it's really just some guys sitting around. It's just like if, if y'all were up here at the bunkhouse and sitting by this potbelly stove like us, you'd be having this exact same conversation. You'd be dialed in. You'd have your stories. Don't tell me you wouldn't have your stories. <sighs> Maybe. So Bassmaster. Bassmaster puts out an article of the uh, top lure trends for 2020, which I thought was interesting. So each event, each major tournament that Bassmaster puts out, they do like top 10, uh, top 10 anglers. They have them. They do like a slideshow of the pictures of these guys holding out their best lures for the event. You know, the top 10 guys. Were they all throwing something similar? Were they all catching them on drop shots or crankbaits or, you know? Oh, some of them might be the similar. similar. Yeah. Well, you got the top 10 guys in the tournament. I would think they'd be chunking some of the similar stuff. Yeah, you kind of figure out. And it's kind of interesting. I think it's interesting to watch and see if maybe some of them are, uh, yeah, similar because... Uh, you know, they figured out a similar deal or are they all doing their own thing and it's all totally different. So it's interesting. Now there's always been some controversy, whether it's true or legit or not. Is or the guy going to hold sponsor. up? Yeah. Is he going right. to hold up the newest, but you can usually tell one of the ways I tell is, are they, is it a brand new shiny crankbait that's never touched the water? Well, that's probably not what they're throwing, you know? And it's not tied on to the line because they take these the morning of the final day of the event. Oh. They take these photographs. And so if it's not tied on, you're kind of like, okay, he just grabbed that out of his box and said, I'm catching them on this and this. Yeah. You know? So anyway, but a lot of it's true. I believe a lot of it's true. I wouldn't think to change, to not show what I was catching them on because you're leaving that lake and going somewhere else anyway and you got to figure them out. At the next lake. It doesn't right. necessarily mean... So what does it matter? What does it matter at that point? You're <clears throat> done with that lake for a year, you know? Uh, drop shots appeared 25 times in the top lure category, category, uh, galleries. Top lure galleries. So drop shot is the the lead up like 12 inches above the hook in the no, worm? opposite. That's a Carolina rig. Oh, okay. Drop shots, really? usually a light line technique. You know, you're going to use seven to ten pound test, and your little leads and at the your bottom. spinning rod, and you're you got a you got a weight at the bottom with the little hook, and you about know, twelve inches or so above the hook. Twelve, eighteen, twenty four depends. You know where and, you want, and it. so that bait suspends while your weight drags on the bottom. So the drop shot showed up twenty five times. I thought was interesting. That's a lot. I guess that's probably the most of one bait that showed up in the. So you knew if you're bass fishing you ought to know how to throw a drop shot you definitely need to know how to throw a drop shot for sure uh several soft plastics like the ned rig the ned rig showed up uh 10 times i think it said never even heard of the ned rig ned rig's kind of a new deal 
uh, in the last couple of years, it's kind of showed up and and made a made a showing. It's really the dumbest looking plastic in the world. It's about typically about two inches long, a little piece of it's about like a cinco, you know. It's a, it's like a tiny cinco, about a two inch cinco, and you fish it on a special mushroom-style-shaped head. It's just hooked. It kind of looks like a shaky head. You you just throw it out. The trick to a Ned Rig is, you know, everybody that fishes them a lot, is you throw it out and you let it sit. You don't move it very much. You don't do a whole lot with it. You just let it sit there. And this little piece of plastic sits on the bottom, and the fish come by and eat it. It's... Not my favorite way to catch fish. I've caught some great fish doing it, though. Cray, cray. But it's weird. Uh, Jigs, old faithful jigs. Big heavy lead. You got pitching jigs. You got flipping jigs. You got finesse jigs. You got all kinds of jigs. Showed up 19 times in the the gallery. I thought that was interesting. I mean, that's a faithful, that's a staple that's been around for 50 years. The jig. So... I'm gonna have a jig and a drop shot tied on with the net. Most of the year, you got a little net over there somewhere. Just Man, I'm gonna have that in the box. I'm gonna try not to throw that. I'm gonna try and catch them on the others first. <laughs> hey, uh, it is not too late to visit archery country. Matter of fact, this is the best week to visit archery country. You're going there this week. I am. Yeah, you're gonna pick up my new bow. Right? Oh, that's I forgot i yeah matter of fact i didn't even know that yeah well i'm just telling you now one of the fastest growing sports in the country's archery there's a ton of people that are out there that are just shooting bows uh target shooting for sport for fun people getting together bringing their bows together traditional bows and just shooting if you're looking for something for your kids archery is just killing them for kids man they're just Spending time outside doing all the right things, shooting their bows. Archery Country has all of the gear, and they're the only full-size range in Austin. Uh, 8121 Research Boulevard, AustinArcheryCountry.com, AustinArcheryCountry.com for details. Coming up next, we'll talk News of the Weird. If it, It's almost like we had our News of the Weird already with the monkey facility. It just gets better. In Bastrop, Texas. But we'll have more, plus your Armed Citizens Report, Game Warden Field Notes, all that and more as the sun comes up over Central Texas, 7.30 a.m. God bless America. God bless this country. It is the Outdoor Zone. Find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Hey, y'all are the regulators. Y'all are the reason we get up and do this show. We just want to tell you thank you uh, So, we go into the last episode of the Outdoor Zone for 2020. Um, I'm not going to say I'm so glad it's gone because there were some good things that happened this year and there were some hard things too, but, um, without y'all listening to the show, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this and, uh, hopefully we're bringing you some, some joy and, um, and laughter and a smile to your face somewhat and <laughs> a little aggravation maybe. Yeah, probably a Monkey lot of aggravation. Humor. Uh, but something that won't bring you aggra- aggravation, aggravation, aggra- aggravation. It's a weird word when you say it after a <laughs> long morning. When you're thinking about saying it, it just gets weird. Everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. But we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. You know, since 1978, they've been family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company. 
There's no need to go to your dealer for maintenance or repairs any longer. Sun Auto service all your new car needs at their one-stop shop. ASE certified technicians can handle everything from brake repairs, transmission services. They sincerely appreciate having the opportunity to serve you at a Sun Auto service repair shop nearest you. You can follow follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every single week. SunAutoService.com. 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown. Now forget their newest location in Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go see our friends, sunautoservice.com. All right, now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So, I'm going to Florida, and I've been talking about this all year. I want, when I go to Florida on one of my trips, I want to take some time to do something cool down there. And I've been, I've been stuck with the whole idea of, Spear fishing or snake hunting, and oh lord, Florida python problem gets another potential solution. Dogs. ABC News reports that the Sunshine State, which is currently being plagued by an invasive species of Burmese pythons, has unleashed python sniffing dogs to help corrupt combat the problem. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission trained the python-sniffing pooches, a black lab named Truman, and a point setter named Eleanor for over a month before putting them to work. Although the two typically typically sniff out less intimidating creatures such as bed bugs and sea turtle nests, both Truman and Eleanor have taken to smelling python-scented towels and learning other cues in order to help find the snakes. Uh, by early December, the pooches, officially called the Detector Dog Team, had their first success. Truman was able to reveal the location of a Burmese python in the Rocky Glades public small game hunting area in Miami-Dade County. The reptile measured eight feet long. That's a big one. Dude. <laughs> that is... I, I just, and I don't know if they're skinning these and eating them or what they're doing with these snakes after they catch them. Cause there's a lot of people out there doing it. I mean, they have the snake catching competition. I'm sure they can sell the skins and there's gotta be all kinds of stuff. There's gotta be some thing to do. Make belts, mm-hmm. sweet boots, hat bands, hat bands, but you gotta have a lot of hats for an eight foot Python. Well, and I, it would be cool to get some, oh, get some of the skins for Mackie and have him put them on knife handles and our buddy Mackie. I don't know. You want a snake? Snake. Make a pair of sh- make a shirt out of it. Gross. Be a the Python man. Have long sleeves. <laughs> They're so weird sometimes. Video taken by a Sling Pilot Academy flight instructor while flying at it. Pro- Three at approximately 3,000 feet. Okay, you'll appreciate this. Near Palos Verde, south of Los Angeles, Catalina Island is in the background. The video appears to show a jetpack, but it could also be a drone or some other object. It is a guy in a jetpack, then it remains to be seen whether it's a legal test flight. Jetpacks are real. They are manufactured near Los Angeles or related to the jetpack sightings near LAX recently that caused disruption to air traffic. So I watched this video, and it's a kind of a student pilot situation. Yeah. And this guy's flying along, and all of a sudden... And some guy goes flying by on a jetpack. No. It is not a drone, dude. It is somebody on a jetpack. But the thing that's weird is that it's way offshore, and it's at 3,000 feet, which one is they're not supposed to have any longevity to them. You know, it's like a very short flight. And to get all the way out there and to do what that this one did. But the video's right there. 
And it did not look like a drone with like a fake body on it. You don't think it was a fake video? No, no. No, it was real. It was real, dude. It was a little grainy. I saw it with my own two eyes. It was a little bit fuzzy. No, it was super clear. But I I was thinking those things got to be it. Look, they've had those around for what? L.A.? This is coming out of L.A., the movie capital of the world. Come on. Dude, they've had jetpacks around. People have been flying for years. And so this is just, you don't think in 20 years they haven't improved it to the point where they could cruise pretty good? They can. I'm sure of it. I'm watching it. It looks real. I don't believe Uh, it. I still don't believe it. No, that's not. No, you do because it's too clear. Anyway, I think. I think flying is a jet pack and those kind of things are just going to get the thing that was freaky was they talk about it being uh, that somebody had one on and they were flying around uh, flying around LAX and shut down a bunch of the uh, the airport stuff. You know, if you fly a drone in New York, they have detectors in New York City that if you send up a drone, they have a a security protector system that that catches your drones. I mean, it doesn't catch them, but it alerts them that there is a drone over the city. Don't you know that Christmas morning must have been horrible where <laughs> all the kids that got little drones? You can't tell what that is. It's a little speck. No, at near the end of it, you can tell really well. It looks like he's standing straight up. That's the way jetpacks work. What do you think? They're like stretched out like Superman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fly? I mean, yes. You have to have your arms out. you got to do some jetpack research, son. You are you are so not in tune with 2020 jetpacks in our world over here in the highly developed science department of this bunkhouse <laughs> where have we gone we're talking guys on jetpacks and rabid rabid monkeys monkeys and bass drops and bugs that i this is good this is getting back to our roots hunting fishing outdoor the adventure. seven ice fishing tournaments that are scheduled no, for utah no that sounds terrible five hunters I think we should try that yeah you should all five hunters selected to participate in Missouri's first legal elk hunting season. Oh, man. Five guys got picked? Yeah. First Missouri legal elk hunting season. It's funny that they had to put legal in there. Uh, harvested a bull elk. All, all five, five of them, them killed a bull? All five of them. And it's cool. It breaks them down. John uh, Joe... Benthal of Mount Vernon, who was drawn for an antlered elk general permit, harvested a 5x5 five five elk on December 12th. Michael of St. Thomas took a 6x6 six six elk on December 15th. Sam Schultz took a 5x6 six on December 15th. Uh, my elk was originally a 6x7, but had two broken antler tines. Uh, Gene of Liberty, harvested his 6x7 on December 6th. Some on public, some on private. Bill Clark of Van Buren, December 19th, harvested his on uh, his property. Dude! Awesome! So, all five... So He has a corner lot in, <laughs> yeah. in, in yeah. a little town of... So, they've been... Uh, you know, it hadn't been... Missouri hasn't had an elk season it hadn't had a large enough population of wild elk to have an elk season and they have done enough research and reestablishment. rocky mountain elk foundation leads that right there i'm a life member and you're welcome uh missouri and those five guys congratulations congratulations so pretty cool and they're not little elk these aren't little dinky elk. These aren't Oklahoma that is elk. So good. I say that. That is folks, that is conservation at its finest. That's the that's the difference between P 
Pita and a Sierra Club and a bunch of the well, Sierra Club may do some stuff in the dirt, but talking the, the talk or that, walking the walk, baby. That's right. That's making it happen. Uh, hey, somebody else who makes it happens are our friends over at Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Those guys are bringing in the finest, freshest seafood. They also have the fine, finest beef that you can get a, a steak over there that'll just, it's just mouth water. It'll knock your socks off. Um, their oysters and fish are brought in fresh every week, flown in, and they handpick what they're going to serve you. They have a pet-friendly patio. This would be a beautiful day to go sit on the patio, have dinner, uh, have a lunch, a nice brunch. Uh, you you just can't beat the fabulous desserts over there, the house-made breads. Uh, go, go visit our buddies Rick Wahlberg, Jim Schneider. They invite you to... Join them at Shore Raw Bar and Grill, uh, located Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill, shoreatx.com for details. Shoreatx.com for details on what's going on on that patio today. Hi, right, coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes Plus. After that, a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You get it live right here. You can find us 24-7, 365 at the Outdoor Zone. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. Welcome back. Hey, um, everybody knows Cody and I are look look love to look at, participate, and explore dirt. And part of that is, what do you do with a piece of dirt once you got it? And if whether it's one acre or a thousand acres, farmranchstore.com is the first stop you got to make. Farm Ranch Store, there's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment and ranching equipment to fencing, feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. And don't forget, they carry the Boar Buster Hog Traps. That is the number one system for catching those hogs on that piece of property. So farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com. That's where the landowner goes to get the job done. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Man, this is this is intense. I didn't think this happened anymore since the days of what was that story when I was growing up when the kid got trapped in the well and it took like days and it was all on live news oh man yeah and they had to the drill from the sides and dig it up and send down food and i wonder where that kid is i I don't don't even remember the story but it was a big deal and it was live anyway texas game wardens use their new oxygen uh uh kits for the first time during a rescue of a boy trapped in a well in South Texas. Three Texas game wardens and an army of rescuers converged around a hole in the ground near uh, Garcino. Garcino. Garcino? Garcino. Nearly a fifth of the way down a narrow but deep hole, a four-year-old boy was stuck and in serious need of help. The rescuers act quickly to supply fresh air and keep the child alive. In doing so, the uh, Texas Game Wardens Carlos Maldonado and Michael Patrick and Lane Turner utilized a tool they had received only a few days earlier. 
The December 8th rescue in Starr County was the first time Texas Game Wardens deployed, de, uh, deployed their new oxygen kits. When I got it, at first I thought, the only way this will ever be used is on the water. And it really came to light when we had it that night. And we could give uh, oxygen to anyone. It was a situation that I never thought would happen, but it did, said Maldonado, who has been a game warden for 12 years in Jim Hogg County. The trio of wardens were among dozens participating in a region-wide collaboration to rescue the child. Every tool, every aspect, every professional, every person who's been uh, to a specialized training where they're were there and utilized input was brought in f- in from all facets from fire EMS law enforcement Maldonado said the game wardens and other first responders kept oxygen flowing while firefighters from multiple departments dug by hand and used pneumatic tools to cut a hole adjacent to the boy before breaching over to extract him the rescuers had to use their chisels to power through the dry hard uh, caliche and then use a vacuum truck to remove the dirt after about six hours in the hole in which he maintained constant contact with the rescuers the boy was safely extracted and airlifted to a nearby hospital for testing the boy had since been uh has since been discharged and doing well according to the sheriff's office i wonder if he was upside down or right side up because you would think if a kid was messing around a well or a hole they'd fall in head first holy that not, can, cow can you imagine being stuck with your head down in I a don't, hole i don't uh that just freaks me out just thinking about it it's like standing on the edge of a tall building or something and looking over the edge it could have been extremely worst case scenario if he had gone deeper and deeper uh had he not hung up where he did Added, uh, the boy's hands were initially tied with a rope to keep him from falling further. That's good. But, yeah, your hands are tied together with a rope. You're freaking out, dude. Your face is just like. Four hours. Six. Six hours digging right next to you. You ought to see this hole they dug. With the backhoe or something? Well, I mean, they said hand dug and pneumatic tools, so I'm guessing a chisel and a... But they're trying to keep all the dust, you know, out of his eyes and lungs. You know, you can't just fill that hole up full of dust just digging. It's freaky. That is freaky. But God bless those guys. Yeah, man. Cool, they got that tool. You know, they probably got it from, like, the Operation Game Thief. The fundraisers around the state where people give money for game wardens to get extra stuff they need. That's yeah, probably say. where that kind of stuff came, comes from. I know. Oh, here we go. Jones said the agency's first oxygen kits began to roll out in late August. Wardens were trained in October and November. Game wardens and state park officers were issued 500 kits across the state. Most field wardens now carry one. The kits were acquired with a $250,000 that was secured during last legislative session. Oh, man. Okay, good. So there you go. And we're going to talk about some of our legislators that are off the chain, whacked out, coming up in the next segment, next hour. Well, you don't. Over the top chain. There's a, there's a lot right now that are off the chain i was <laughs> saying i texas. think i was i was saying during somebody, the break somebody who lives in texas it's radicalizing me i've never been radicalized when in reality if you look at facts fiction and figures i'm just the common sense guy but it's making me feel radicalized in today's political Again, I just but I think it's all, I think it's all because we have social media and, and the loud voices get heard. So it's not necessarily, it's not, I'm not going to say necessarily the majority. I think the majority are guys and gals like you and I, men and women, boys and girls trying to do life with actual genders 
sitting around and can have a conversation like you and I. Here's another one. Montana female mountain lion hunting to close. The hunting of female mountain lions in southwest Montana hunting district 390 and 391, which include portions of Broadwater, Gallatin, and May Megan counties. Mayor. Mayor counties will close one hour after sunset on December 18th or they closed after in the halting the uh the order halting the hunt came shortly after montana fish parks and wildlife officials received word that the pre-established harvest sub quota for the lions in the district had been met so they put it out there you can kill 20 of them in this district and 20 of them got killed so they put out a notice okay we're done it's interesting. There, I mean, I wonder how at, big those cats are. As you hear reports Montana. and reports, and I've got I've got some of those stories that there's states all across the nation that are inundated with people out hunting and fishing this year like never. Oh before. man, our butcher over there at uh, the buck stops. Yeah, those guys are like, we're just we're seeing more deer than we've ever seen ever. Yeah. <laughs> People are getting out and doing it, baby. Kill it. All right. This uh, this is it. The final days of Nile Maxwell's employee pricing for everyone at Nile Maxwell GMC. We're offering the most savings with the red tag savings, the best rebates of the year, and more reasons to buy a new GMC in stock. With these aggressively low prices, don't miss your chance to save. Plus, you'll get... 0% APR financing for 72 months on select new GMCs in stock. With truckloads of new GMCs coming in every day, you don't want to miss your chance to save. This all ends December 31st, so hurry in. Get our best prices of the season right now. Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock or online. NileMaxwellGMC.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade all right regulators we'll be back after a quick profit break um stick around there's more of the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse sunday morning seven to nine or 24 7 365 theoutdoorzone.com